Sexual immorality and drunkenness. What do these two things have in common? Well, they are passions of the flesh. You will never be fully satisfied by them, and they lead to your destruction. So turn to Christ and live when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible commentary to help encourage your time in the Word. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we feature New Testament study, an Old Testament book on Thursday, and our Q&A on Friday. Now here's your teacher, Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. We come back to our study in the book of Proverbs. Since it's Thursday and we're doing our Old Testament study here, I have yet to finish up chapter 23, so we'll do that today. I'll begin reading in verse 26. We'll go through verse 35, and if I have plenty of time there at the end. I'll just keep going. We'll go into chapter 24. Now, typically I read from my small, handy-dandy New Testament Psalms and Proverbs. That was the first edition of the uh, Legacy Standard Bible that was handed out. It was supposed to be distributed at ShepCon in 2021, but then, of course, ShepCon got canceled. So I had mine mailed to me. I think if you were going to attend, you paid for it. They just sent you a copy I can't remember how I came about my copy, but I know it was gifted to me by somebody else. (laughs) Well, I don't have that little New Testament with me, so I'm pulling out the big guns. (laughs) For the first time, I've got my full LSB, Old Testament and New Testament, open right here before me. It takes up more desk space. That's why I like the little handy one, but uh, I don't have that small one with me today. So this is my full edition of the Legacy Standard Bible. I love the translation, guys. Thank you so much for putting this together. You can find out more information about the Legacy Standard when you go to steadfastbibles.com. Once again, I'm reading here from Proverbs 23, verses 26 to 35. This is the word of the Lord. Give your heart to me, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a foreign woman is a narrow well. Surely she lies in wait as a robber, and adds to the treacherous among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine, those who go to search out mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it glistens red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. At the end, like a serpent, it bites, and like a viper, it stings. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will speak perverse things. And you will be like one who lies down in the heart of the sea, or like one who lies down on the top of a mast. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? I will seek yet another. So we've got two things that are talked about here in just these, what, 10 verses or something that we've looked at. What was the first thing we considered? Verses 26 to 28. This is the warning to a son uh, about, or against, rather, going the way of a harlot, going with a prostitute, going with a foreign woman. In other words, somebody worships false gods. This is a warning that we have seen over and over again over the course of Proverbs. Entire chapters have been dedicated. 
from a father to his son warning him not to go after the adulterous woman. And here we have a call to attention in that again. And here in chapter 23, where we've seen many parenting themes, right? If you go back to what it was that we considered last week, looking at verses 9 through 25, much advice from a father to his son to please his father and his mother. Consider once again verses 24 and 25. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. And he who begets a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. All that labor, all that pain that she gave, even submitting her own body to the bringing of this life into the world. Let her be able to rejoice in those birth pains. Do not bring her emotional pain, but walk in wisdom. Be kind. Love the Lord your God, fear him and him only, and the favor of Yahweh will be upon you, as we've seen elsewhere in Proverbs chapter 23. The one who walks in wisdom makes his parents glad. And so we've seen that here uh, in this advice, this wisdom that has been handed down from a father to his son. He continues to exhort his son in verse 26, saying, give your heart to me, my son, let your eyes Delight in my ways. So may a son's heart be inclined to his father's wisdom. He follows the advice, the counsel that he is given by experience and by that wisdom that has been granted to him from God. Remember, we've got Solomon that is writing the vast majority of the book of Proverbs. And Solomon's wisdom came not from himself. It came from God. So we are reading the wisdom of God. This father who says, give your heart to me, give your heart, incline your heart to the words of the Lord. Let your eyes delight in my ways. If you love the wisdom of your father, then you will delight in it and you will walk in it, right? If you hate, though, the wisdom of your parents, you will not walk in those ways. You will walk in foolishness. You will walk in darkness. We have the brightness of the eyes that's described here in verse 26. Let your eyes delight in these ways that I set before you. Verse 27. And here's the warning for a harlot is a deep pit, an easy woman, a woman who is a whore, a woman who sells sex. Now, this may not necessarily be in reference to a prostitute, somebody who is giving sex for profit. It could be not necessarily that she is giving her body as, you know, some sort of financial means. Hey, pay me a little bit of money. You can do whatever with me that you want. It could be that she is giving herself to receive something of her own, maybe to entice you uh, so that she may gain a man that she can bribe someone that she can manipulate. Maybe this is a woman who feels incomplete, and so she's got a man to make her feel complete. She has no desire whatsoever for uh, that man. She just wants her own fleshly appetites to be satisfied for a little while. Whatever it is, she's selling herself to be able to gain something, and this is referred to as a harlot. It may not be a prostitute selling her body for money. It may be that she just wants to gain something from a sexual escapade. A foreign woman is a narrow well, the father goes on to say. So a harlot, a deep pit, a foreign woman is a narrow well, which is why we're not just limited to a prostitute here. Since we have this reference to a foreign woman, I'll come back to this here in just a moment. Surely she lies in wait as a robber. She will only take from you. 
She will never give to you the things that you think that you will get from this encounter. And she adds to the treacherous among men. Remember that when we were reading these warnings about the adulteress earlier in Proverbs, that her husband will want that man's blood and there is no way to appease his wrath. He will come after the man who he has found out has been sleeping with his wife. And so this woman that goes about playing men and giving her body to them, she adds to the treacherous among men. This doesn't bring peace. It continues to bring calamity among men. So this woman described in multiple different ways here in this particular section. And what do these sections have in common? I'm jumping ahead here. We haven't quite gotten to the wine section, right? A person who loves drunkenness, verses 29 to 35. In both of these sections, we're talking about fleshly appetites. So you have sex and you have drunkenness. And in both of these occasions, too, the person thinks that they're gaining something from this. That I'm receiving something from this. I'm committing my body to something and thinking that I am satisfying some kind of urge. Or that I'm, I'm finding fulfillment in some way. I've got emptiness and I know that this will satisfy me. Sex and drunkenness. And neither one satisfies. In both of these sections, the person is left feeling empty. And thinks that they have to get more in order to get that fix. In order to get that high. They're constantly coming after it. And never gaining anything. What the woman adds is treachery. She doesn't actually satisfy that appetite that the man has. It's just it's just adding to the conflict that he's already warring against in his own soul. Which is why the father says to the son, give your heart to me. Don't go after these other things. Let your eyes delight in my ways. You'll be saved from death. For the harlot is a deep pit. You go after the easy woman. The woman who is offering your body, the one who is enticing you with smooth words, as we saw her talked about in, you know, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. She she tries to flatter you with her tongue. She leads you, says, hey, let us have our fill of our love until morning. Okay? She, she whispers sweet nothings to you, but that's ultimately what it comes down to. It's nothing. She's a deep pit. You will go to your destruction. The Bible does not pull punches. On what happens to the sexually immoral and the adulterous. It is plainly stated over and over again in the Old Testament and in the New. The sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what happens to that person that goes after sexual immorality? They go to hell. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6. That's stated in Galatians 5. Uh, in Hebrews 13, 4, that the marriage bed is to be held in honor among all, that it is not to be defiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Sex is meant for marriage between a husband and a wife. Anything else outside of that context is immorality. My friends, even porn, even watching sex scenes in movies and being satisfied with that or not being uh, uh, repulsed by it at all. That's a problem as well. Like when you just tolerate the sexual immorality and it becomes entertainment to you. Don't be entertained by those sins for which Christ died. Turn from them. Don't be walking in them anymore. If we are in Christ Jesus, we're not in this sinful, wicked behavior, these appetites of our flesh, but we are filled with the Spirit of God. 
So go after those things that are pleasing unto the Lord. Even pornography will kill and destroy a man. And a a man may think that it's not a big deal. And women, by the way, growing number of women. There are many women out there now that are finding pleasure in watching porn also. Uh, Some of you may have seen this, but there was a pop star in the news who had talked about how she grew up watching porn. This is astonishing. But she said this is how she learned what sex was and how to have sex. And it was very, very unhealthy for her and and ripped apart her soul. And she was talking about this on a radio program. The host of that program has a long history of pornography on his show and his movies. The stuff that he does, it's it's disgusting. It was was incredibly hypocritical to have read about this particular story. Anyway, not going to continue to dwell upon that. But uh, but this woman, this young woman, young girl. A very popular pop star was saying that she grew up watching pornography and just how much it messed her up, how much it it, uh, warped and manipulated her thinking. And it's much worse than that, my friends. It's not just that, you know, I want to protect you from warped thinking. I don't want you to go to hell. And if you have this nonchalant kind of shrugging attitude about porn, which has gripped our culture and it's just absolutely everywhere. If, if you don't think that it's a big deal and you can watch it and it's safe in your own home, you know, I'm not cheating on anybody. I'm not actually using another human body in this transaction. It's just, you know, I'm watching some things on a screen, stuff that would be there anyway, whether I'm watching it or not. If that's your attitude about it, then maybe God has already given your mind over to your sexual depravity and you can't stop. That's a really scary place to be. Are you now among those that are talked about in Romans chapter one, that God has given them over to a depraved mind and you can't help it anymore. It's all I think about. It's all I want to do. I want to watch it. I don't even think it's a bad thing. So what if I get pleasure from it? This could be the thing that God has given you that's going to lead to your destruction. In second Thessalonians chapter two, talking about uh, giving them a delusion so that they may believe what is false and have pleasure in unrighteousness and therefore come to destruction. Is that what God has done in your heart and in your mind? Or if you feel convicted by what I'm saying here, then you must cry out to God. Repent. Turn from this cold turkey. Don't even do it anymore. Never open your computer up to those things again or turning on those movies on the streaming service that you use. Don't watch it. Don't set it before your eyes. Don't even put yourself in a position to be tempted by this stuff. Disconnect from it entirely if you have to. Get rid of your smartphone if that's what it's going to take. Get off social media so that you don't have these videos and images and all this other kind of thing flashing before you. You may not be aware that you are going to your own destruction. Repent of this stuff. And God will give you a new mind and a new heart. I can't even tell you the number of times I've talked about this before in the past and somebody has said to me, it's impossible. I cannot do what you are saying that I'm supposed to be able to do. I can't quit this cold turkey. And I don't think that God expects me to quit this cold turkey. I can't stop my thoughts, my eyes, my hands from going there and stuff like that. Oh, yes, you can. You can stop right now and you know you can. You just don't want to. And I'm not trying to give you some sort of law that you are unable to keep. If you've got the Holy Spirit of God in you, you should be able to hear what I am saying and turn from it and don't walk in it anymore. First John 3, 9 says, everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin. 
because he has been born of God. We're talking here about living in sin. You cannot live in sin anymore if you have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within you. Turn from it. The Spirit has given you the power to do that. You have the power to resist these things and turn your mind to Christ rather than on the passions of your flesh. Now, that doesn't mean that your mind will immediately be healed. You may still have that Rolodex of images in your mind that's constantly flipping through. You're not looking at it on a computer or on a screen anymore, but it's still there embedded in your mind. Yeah, some of that stuff is going to take a little while. That's sanctification. As you continue to grow in holiness and godliness and fix yourself upon Christ, you will, your mind will be healed of those things, though it may not be right away. But your ability to stop looking at that stuff now begins right now. I mean, it's now. Don't look at it again. Stop. Stop going toward the stuff that the Bible says will destroy a person if they will not repent. The harlot is a deep pit, a foreign woman, a narrow well. I said I was going to explain that, and I haven't gotten to that yet. So a foreign woman, there's all kinds of warnings in the Old Testament, especially about going toward foreign women. Why? Well, because foreign women worship false gods. And so to go after this foreign woman who is being likened to a prostitute, a harlot, an easy woman, these false gods are often connected with sexual immorality. The idolatry is also immorality. And so don't let your heart go after a foreign woman. You know, you think of the uh, the Israelites in Numbers chapter 25. They went after the daughters of Moab and they worshiped the Baals because they played the harlot with the daughters of Moab. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, God's warnings about not giving your sons to the daughters of the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Why? Because they worship false gods. You give your sons to those daughters, and then they're going to go after their false gods. It will be to your own destruction. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? So don't go toward a foreign woman. She will lead you to foreign gods, false gods, idols. Surely she lies in wait as a robber and adds to the treacherous among men. Now, I've just got a few minutes left here, and we get to the drunkenness section of verses 29 through 35, but I've already talked about this a little bit. Again, we're talking about a passion of the flesh that won't ever be satisfied. You always have to have more of it in order to think that you are receiving uh, the uh, or, or having your thirst quench, uh, metaphorically and literally. You feel like you have to have more alcohol in order to receive what it is that you think this is filling you up with. Verse 29, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions, who is complaining, who has wounds without cause? Is the person who is devoted to wine. They linger long over wine. Those who go to search out mixed wine. A person might drown their sorrows in wine, right? That's what's being talked about here in verse 29. Who has redness of eyes, even is the uh, the other question that's asked here. So they might drown their sorrows in in alcohol, but it actually comes to multiply the sorrows. It doesn't actually solve your problems. It causes more problems. Just as the harlot doesn't doesn't satisfy that craving of the flesh, it creates more cravings of the flesh, more problems, and will be a destruction of your flesh. So will alcohol. Verse 31, do not look on the wine when it glistens red, 
When it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly, at the end, like a serpent, it bites. We have Satan constantly being equated to a serpent in the Bible, right? It's, this is something demonic. Paul even puts the contrast in Ephesians chapter 5 where he says, Do not be filled with wine, that leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't fill yourself with those things that are temporary and lead to sin, but be filled with that which is eternal and leads to righteousness. That's who we should be. So once again, just like with the, with the porn problem that I was addressing before, don't fixate your mind on those things of the flesh, but fixate yourself on Christ. Some of those things, some of those foreign or, or, or past sins, rather, those are going to be difficult to get rid of, to change the mind, renew the mind toward things of Christ rather than things of the flesh. But the more that you fixate yourself on Christ, the more that you will think with the mind of Christ and not with the mind of a man. So it is with wine as well. Don't fixate your, th- your, your mind, your body, your flesh on those things that are temporary, but be filled with those things that are eternal, the Holy Spirit of God. At the end, like a serpent, it bites the wine, like the, the alcohol, like a viper, it stings. Your eyes will see strange things, <laughs> right? Things that aren't really there. A person hallucinating. Your heart will speak perverse things. You'll say things you don't even have control over your mouth. Uh, there's a t-shirt that I've seen. Please forgive me for that thing that I said when I was drunk. And there are people that will say, oh, they didn't really mean it. You know, they were drunk, so it it, it, it didn't. Re-. You know, actually, there was an exposure of the heart that happened there. The same heart of the person who is sober is that heart that they have when they are drunk. Your heart will speak perverse things. Your heart has been polluted and corrupted by this alcoholic drink you've given yourself over to, and you no longer have control over your faculties. It just leads to more and more debauchery. Verse 34, you will be like one who lies down in the heart of the sea. What will happen to a person who lies down in the heart of the sea? They'll drown. They will die. Or like one who lies down on the top of a mast. (laughs) The mast. Yeah, right. You know, a mast on a ship, on a sailboat. What happens to a person that lays down on a mast? They teeter back and forth, back and forth. That's a drunken person who can't walk a straight line. And will they be able to stay up there on that mast? No. As it teeters back and forth, they'll fall off into the sea and once again drown. There's the the picture that we're being given there in verse 34. Verse 35, they struck me, but I did not become ill. In other words, the, uh, the drunken man gets hit, but it's like he doesn't even know he's been struck. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? A person who drinks so much that they drink themselves to unconsciousness can't even rouse themselves, can't even bring themselves back to awareness. And when they do come to their senses, when they do start to sober up, What's that last statement we have there at verse 35? I will seek yet another. The thirst is never quenched. It's never satisfied. You know, in Revelation chapter 17, we read about a great prostitute with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and with the wine of whose sexual immorality, the dwellers on earth have become drunk. A prostitute with whom they get drunk. We have the harlot and drunkenness, even there, in symbolizing the passions of the flesh, the temptations of this world that seem pleasurable for a time, but they never satisfy and lead to your destruction. 
By contrast, you have Jesus say this at the end of the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Turn from your sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and live. Amen. For more about our ministry, visit us online at www.utt.com.